Okay, welcome to Prophetina Nation Autumn podcast. Been having some technical difficulties. I have some good information I want to get out with you guys. I want to see if you guys can hear me. And if you can, uh, type below. right into this in times okay in times i want some information to go out to you hello pastor mark can you hear me do i sound low do i sound clear i'm having some technical difficulties but we're going to work through this pastor mark i'm going to play this here pastor mark and see if you can hear Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, Jesus prophesied of many events that would surround his second coming. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying, I am Christ or I am a Christian, but they will deceive many. That's why it is of utmost importance that you have a working knowledge of the Word of God, especially going throughout the end time, because there are things that you absolutely participate need to participate in and things that you absolutely cannot participate in. They're of eternal consequence. But if you do not have a working knowledge of the Word of God, you might think, well, hey, this is a good thing. This person is a Christian, and they're telling me something. But if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you should not follow that individual in the end time. Jesus said there were many coming, even in my name, but they would be deceiving many. Folks, have a working knowledge of the word of God for yourself. Jesus said you would hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nations going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines, pestilences, or pandemics, earthquakes in diverse places. He also said that this gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of God, that he preached and the disciples preached, that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Any true man or woman of God today will teach the same gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus and the apostles taught. Then Jesus said, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. When you see that Antichrist stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple, let him who has understanding let them understand and instruct others. And then he said, but when you see that, let them which is, which is in those that be in Judea, the settlers, let them flee into the mountains. For then shall be great tribulation, 
such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Then he said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. This is the rapture. However, Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, does not include every end-time event. Jesus just was giving us some things to watch for, but he did not give us everything to watch for. That is why we need to look at other Bible prophets to get a picture of this end-time scenario. And that is what I want to do today. I'm going to go through an end-time scenario laid out in Bible prophecy, but I'm also going to show you current events to show you how we know we're in this end-time scenario. It's not tens of thousands of years from now. It's happening as we speak. I've been getting paid $1,000 a month, if not more, just from this app on my phone. And I don't know if you can see this. There will be commercial guys. Now, Daniel 9.27, it prophesies that the Antichrist, the he in Daniel 9.27 is the Antichrist. It prophesies that the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for a final seven-year period. And, of course, that accord will be a confirmation of God's covenant with Abraham that Israel would always have a homeland in the promised land. Back in Genesis 15, 18, God made a covenant with Abraham, and he promised him the promised land from the river in Egypt all the way to the great river, the river Euphrates. So today, Israel only inhabits a very small sliver of the promised land. I mean, it goes all the way up through Syria to the river Euphrates, way up hours and hours, hundreds of miles north of the northern Israeli border today. But God promised that to the people of Abraham and through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob forever. So that promise is still as relevant today as it was back then. So this peace agreement will confirm that covenant, Israel's right to exist in that promised land. And the fulfillment of this prophecy will be the signing of a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. Now, the prophesied agreement has to do at least five things. There are five characteristics to let us know, biblical characteristics, to let us know which peace agreement it is. Number one, it's going to establish a Palestinian state in Judea or the modern-day West Bank, a two-state solution. Number two, it will allow Jewish settlers presently living in Judea to remain in their homes, living as a Jewish minority in that new Palestinian state. Number three, it will place the Temple Mount under an internationally supervised sharing arrangement, allowing both Jews and Muslims to worship there. Number four, it will allow Jews to build their third temple. That will be built during the first three and one half years of the final seven years. 
And finally, Israel will retain control of the city of Jerusalem throughout the end time. Now, when you see this prophesied peace agreement, not any peace agreement, because there have been others, the Y River Accords, Oslo Peace Accords, the Camp David Accords, when you see those negotiations going on and peace agreements come from them, that's not the one. It wasn't Israel and Jordan, or it wasn't Israel and Egypt. It's going to be between Israel and the Palestinians, the area concerning the Judea or the West Bank. When you see that prophesied agreement occur with those characteristics to it, then you can know assuredly that the final seven years to the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ has begun. So I'm going through an end time scenario here. We're going to go through some current events and we're going to jump back and forth. The end time scenario current events to let you know we're walking through this timeline right now and I want you to know what's happening in today's news and we'll cover that in great detail when we get back because we're not looking for the end time to begin we're in the end time right now Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus you can pinpoint where we are in the end time Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started in time ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Amen. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Amen. Glory to God. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1 800 end time or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. I want to show you something that is really, really stupid on my phone, and it reminds me, I'll show you in just a second, but it reminds me. Here we go. We'll have some commercials. Bear with me. Welcome back, everybody. I got some current events I want to go through, but before I do that, uh, we had a great conference in Shreveport, Louisiana this past weekend. Had, a, had a, a, Many people show up, signed up a bunch of Bible studies, and this week, this coming weekend, my wife and I, just Saturday night, normally it's Saturday night, Sunday morning, we'll be there just Saturday night uh, um, on the August 27th, 
6 to 8 p.m. will be in Conroe, Texas at the Conroe Church 1612 Oddfellow Street there in Conroe. I'll be teaching the future according to Bible prophecy one night only, just Saturday night. So if you'd like to meet us down there in Conroe, I don't think I'm going to be in Houston until next year. And because of COVID and a lot of things that swept through their church recently, we had to postpone the conference. I was scheduled to go down there, but um, this will probably be the closest that I come to Houston this year. Next year, we'll be back down in Houston. So if you'd like to come up to Conroe and meet us there, I look forward to seeing you guys. And what a great time we'll have on Saturday evening from 6 to 8. Okay, so we talked about the peace agreement that will be signed. When Donald Trump came into office, he decided, hey, I want to get a peace agreement done during my tenure between the Israelis and the Palestinians. But he realized that he could not bring the Israelis and the Palestinians to a peace negotiating table because the Palestinians had a veto power over it. They, if it's something that, if they didn't get everything they wanted, they would say, well, the Arab Peace Initiative from 2002 won't allow us to do this, and so we're just going to, we, we're going to walk away. And the Arab community would stand behind them. So Donald Trump said, nah, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to have, I'm going to set up a regional agreement. That's, that ended up being the Abraham Accords is what it ended up, uh, what the, uh, what it led to. And... I'm going to get all the major Arab nations on board, and that hopefully will bring the Israelis and the Palestinians to a negotiating table, or at least the Palestinians. Well, Saudi Arabia has not got on board with that yet. And many people believe that they could be the ones to bring the Palestinians to the peace table and, in essence, almost force them to sign a peace agreement or at least to negotiate more than they ever have because their veto power is gone. Well... The Israel National News reported this just a few days ago that former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who has a great chance at becoming re-elected as the new Prime Minister in the elections coming up in November, that he was in an interview with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro was in Israel, interviewed uh, Netanyahu. Netanyahu said this, and I'm quoting, if I'm elected now, I'm going to have peace with Saudi Arabia. They trust me. They trust me to be the bulwark against Iran. And if we have peace with Saudi Arabia, effectively, the Arab-Israeli conflict is over. Yes, we don't have Yemen. We don't have Iraq and Syria. But that's not important. He knows that Saudi Arabia is the 800-pound gorilla in the living room, that if I can get them on board, a lot of this stuff will dissipate. Well, he also knows in the back of his mind that Saudi Arabia has a lot of influence over the Palestinians. And so what were we looking at? We, from a prophetic standpoint, we're looking for a peace agreement with the characteristics. Well, the Jerusalem Post also ran an article that Israel must use Saudi, a Saudi normalization or part of the Abraham Accords as leverage for peace with the Palestinians. Every, these guys all know what's going on. If they, they believe if they can get Saudi Arabia on board with the um, Abraham Accords, that that would bring Palestinians, they believe it would bring the Palestinians to a peace negotiating table, and we would finally get something done. The article says that the improvement of the image of the Palestinians in the eyes 
of Israelis will probably only happen when peace is more the focus of the relationship between the two sides. Until then, the opportunity of the Israeli-Saudi gradual normalization can be a leveraging point for the benefit of the Israeli-Palestinian relations. Now, again, a lot of people see that if Saudi Arabia can get on board, that they could finally get something done as a peace uh, a peace plan. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm just keeping you abreast of the situation because we're living through these end times. Uh-huh. And when a peace agreement is signed with these characteristics, mm. then between the Israelis and Palestinians, we will have started the final seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ. I also want to mention a, a war that's coming that will kill uh, one-third of the world's population. It's going to emanate from the Middle East region and horrible devastation. Uh, again, one-third of the world's population. This war is going is called the Sixth Trumpet War because it's going to occur at the sounding of the Sixth Trumpet. Wow. We know, we've talked about it many times, that the first five trumpets have already occurred. And so the Sixth Trumpet and that peace agreement are the next two to be fulfilled on God's prophetic timeline. So it's described in Revelation 9, verse 13 through 18. The war is going to take place either just before or just after the peace agreement is signed. The Bible doesn't tell us um, that it, uh, it doesn't tell us which, but it does tell us that it will make up or it will take place at the latest before the final three and one half years, which is the Great Tribulation. The Sixth Trumpet War will happen before that. The Battle of Armageddon happens after the Great Tribulation. Uh uh I see it. And listen, folks, it could conceivably happen at any time, scripturally, and if you look at the geopolitical situation in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran, it could happen at any time if we have not already begun the the war. Many people believe that World War III Please has share. already begun, and that we just the the that it has not escalated to the point where we would have mass casualties. And so, I, I've got an article that I'm probably going to go over with you tomorrow that talks about what Iran has learned and is going to use to their advantage from the Russia-Ukraine situation, and that it is in it's increasing their appetite for a nuclear weapon. And I'll go over that uh, in tomorrow's program. Now, continuing on this this end-time scenario here with current events. In the aftermath of the Sixth Trumpet War, now these are things that we will see in the near future. There is not one-tenth of one percent chance that these will not happen. This is going to happen. God knows the end from the beginning. He told the writers of the Bible, here's your end-time scenario. Learn it and go teach it. Okay? Just as important it was for him to do the, the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 and 25, he wanted us to understand these things. So in the aftermath of this Sixth Trumpet War, in which what uh, we're approaching 8 billion, so 2.7 billion human beings will have died. Of course, the cry for a global organization that can prevent a war like this ever happening again is going to be deafening. We have to have peace on the earth, people will say. Stay ready. Well, what's always been the solution to world war, the last two? 
world government, right? Well, that's coming after we World go. War III. The international community is going to adopt a fully functioning world governing entity to eliminate the possibility of a global war ever taking place again. That's what the League of Nations was after World War I. That's what the United Nations was after World War II. But they're still not a fully functioning world governing body. They want to be able to dictate, to govern, to everything's compulsory. You don't have a choice. They want to Hitlerize everything. They do not have that now. But there will come a time when they do. The nations of the world, after this one-third of the world's population is destroyed, will surrender their sovereignty, most of the nations, I should say, not every nation, but most of the nations, in the name of security, will surrender their sovereignty to this new world government so that it can eliminate war completely. At least that will be the ruse. Of course, that's not going to happen. We know that there will be um, little skirmishes and people fighting against the Antichrist, and then the Battle of Armageddon is going to happen. So it's not going to eliminate war. And this world government will be the culmination of years of planning that have already been in progress. That we're, we're at the culmination of this thing, everybody. Yeah. For several years, it had been generally believed that there were two major causes of war on the earth, conflicts between nations and conflicts between religions. That's what Iran's problem is. It's a religious problem. Yep. They believe they should implement their Shiite version of Sharia law globally. It's a religious mindset with them. Oh, yeah. With Russia and Ukraine, it's a geopolitical situation. With um, China and Taiwan, it's a geopolitical situation. Yeah. Not with Iran. Mm -hmm. This is religious with them. Right. And so the solution simple in the minds of the global leaders, right? Do away with the nation states, and that way you don't have any specific territory to protect and force everyone on earth to pledge allegiance to one single ultimate political authority, a world government. Mm -hmm. That's really what's going on down here on the Texas border mm -hmm. is Joe Biden is doing exactly what his globalist cohorts are telling him to do. Don't protect the southern border. I've heard that there, I read the other day that there have been 5 million people come across our border illegally yep. since Joe Biden has taken the office. My God. 5 million. Come on, somebody. So between he and the Obama-Biden administration, you're probably, with, with the, that's the ones they know about, you're probably bumping 20 million people. Okay. We have the strongest military on the planet. We could protect our borders tomorrow morning. Yes, come on. But we do not do that. Joe Biden will not do what he's supposed to do as the president of the United States because he is a globalist. Yep. He believes in a world government. That's right. And do away with the nation state. Don't protect your borders. Yield up your sovereignty to this one world governing body. Oh, my God. You Help think me. the elections coming up aren't important? Oh, man. Very important. We need to trust God, and but the, also, the elections are very important. Okay, I'm just gonna—that's one of the million reasons they are. And number two, to solve this these um, conflicts on the earth, we need to abolish the doctrinal differences between all religious organizations, and coerce church leaders to sign declarations of unity with a single, all-inclusive religious authority 
they prophesied one world religion. You say, oh, Dave, come on. This isn't going to happen. I mean, this is years down the road. No, it's not. Most religious organizations have already signed on to this, folks. That's right. I'm talking about major evangelical churches here in the United States, major church organizations, have already signed on to this thing. Help us, Lord. We're not at the beginning of this. We're at the culmination of it. And you and I need to make sure we belong to a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church in the end time. Because I've talked to people who their churches, their church, or I should say their boards, have already signed on to this. And even some of the pastors out here in the field doing the work, they didn't know about it. They said, oh, no, not my church. And I'm like, no, no. Go check what happened in 1999. Go check what happened in the early 2000s. Your church has already signed on to this. And they didn't know about it. And they went and done the research and came back and told me, oh, my goodness, I didn't know about that. And so very, very important that we understand. Have a working knowledge of the Word of God in the end time. Boom. It'll keep you from being caught up in this stuff. The Bible says in the end time, God will make a plea. Come out of this false religion, my people, that you be not a partaker of our sins and of our plagues. God's going to judge that. Don't be a part of that world religious system in the end time. So, Life site news, you say, well, this world governing body, I haven't heard anything about that. I taught a Bible study in New York years ago. I had a lady came to the Bible study that worked at the United Nations, and she didn't have a clue that it was the seat of world government in the earth. <laughs> she worked there, folks. Oh, my gosh. So, Life site news, they reported that the U.N. Secretary General, he this is the title of the article, the Facts. U.N. Secretary General calls for a global governance with teeth, enforcement methods. He wants to be able to dictate to countries and tell them what to do, not to just suggest in a general assembly. That's not what he's wanting. He wants to dictate. Well, he is a dictator. The current Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, he was president of the Socialist International, the number one socialist on the planet from 1999 to 2005. Guess what? He's the current Secretary General of the United Nations. The, the Socialist International, the declaration of the Socialist International that he was president of, it was, and this was endorsed at the council conference that was held in Oslo back in 1962, it states, and I'm quoting, the ultimate objective of the parties of the Socialist International is nothing less than world government. They're not trying to hide it. And Antonio Guterres, who was the president of that organization, is our current Secretary General of the United Nations. It's all established to be a one-world governing body. But some people say, well, I know, Dave, but we're not really living in the end time. Broad daylight, yep. I mean, folks, I've got proof after proof. I've got boxes of proof up in my office. My computer's full of proofs. We're absolutely living in the end time. I'm walking you through the end time scenario. I'm giving you current events. I'm proving over and over and over. We are in fact in the end time. And I'm hoping that it will put a sense of urgency in you to make yourself, if you're not ready to meet the Lord, if you don't know 100%, I'm born again and I'm ready to meet the Lord. I hope that you would prepare 
to do that soon. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Hey guys, we only got like 20 minutes left before we're finished. Please share because somebody with Best Western Rewards, we get rewarded. Somebody needs to hear, and And we need to get prepared when you stay in style or stay for. Thank you for hanging in with us. The Bible also says that in the end time, the leader of this false religious system will support, come into alliance with and support and advocate for the one world government. They're going to be in complete alliance with each other. Well... We're seeing this happen. Now, I'm not saying Pope Francis is the false prophet. Here I don't I go. know I that at this talk point. About this. Whoever the Antichrist is at the time, uh, the, whoever the Pope is at the time of the Antichrist, that's oh who God. will be the false prophet. However, mm. th- the popes for decades now have called for a world governing body. Boom. Pope Francis as well. Mm. In Pope Francis's 2015 encyclical, Laudato Si, on the care for our common home. It states the, um, or so I'm not quoting, but the goal of the encyclical was to promote the prophesied one world government. In the encyclical, Pope Francis laid out the propaganda of human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. He said, hey, we're destroying the planet. Humans are doing this. And which is a total hoax. We know that global warming, which leads to Climate change is a, just a ruse by the global government, propaganda by the global elite to establish a world government. It's ex- that's all it is. Pope Francis is advocating a true world political authority in the encyclical. He calls for a true world political authority or a world government to manage this supposed crisis. There's not really a crisis, you understand. Right. And so people that believe that it's a crisis and that we're going to burn up everything and the world's just going to explode do not understand the Bible. That's right. 
this old earth is going to be here beyond another thousand years beyond the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, and you know, if we got to the point where we were using up all the, the oil on the earth, do you think God can't create more? Right. He created it to begin with. That's right. He could create just with a, a spoken word or a thought, and we'd have more oil. We'd have oil coming out everywhere. <laughs> so who do I trust? World government? Absolutely not. Am I trusting the United States government? Absolutely not. I'm trusting God. Come on. Because God is the one that died for me on the cross. Hallelujah. God is the one who's going to protect us. God. God is my Lord, my Savior. Come on. And he is my true God. And that That's is right. it. I'm trusting him. Yahweh. Because he's the one that created this big ball we're standing on. That's right. And I know he's the one that's going to sustain us all the way through. All I'm not way. looking for the sustainable development goals. Yeah, God. I'm looking for God who is the sustainer of everything. The sustainer. And if you're not if you're if your mind is not pointed in that direction, you better get it. Let's get it pointed in that direction. That's right, bro. Because very, very important. Now the Bible predicts that the world government and world religion will be governed by this duo of the most, they're going to be the most deceitful demonic humans that have ever lived. Come on. The, there's going to be a leader. This, yes. The Antichrist is going to arise out of Europe. That's Daniel 78. Yes, sir. 7, 8. And he will have aided in the negotiations for that prophesied peace agreement I talked about earlier. Uh-huh. He's going to be a great orator, a great administrator, a, 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 a supposed great leader. Problem is, he's leading in the wrong direction. Yeah. But he's going to have this ulterior motive a, 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 um, in his mind. He's going to be like a wolf in sheep's clothing, if yes, you will. Yes, he is. He's an eventually going to see, uh, seize yeah. the reins of the influence to be the, the most powerful politician in Europe. And from that power base, he's going to maneuver himself into control of the emerging world government. At the beginning of that, this ascending world leader, he's going to be viewed by many as the next great peacemaker. I mean, he finally got a peace agreement between the Israelis and Palestinians across the finish line. Nobody else has been able to do that. But to those of us who know and understand our Bible, he is shortly going to be recognized as the Antichrist. I told the church in Shreveport yesterday that there will come a time when I can get on the radio and television and say, hey, so-and-so is the Antichrist. I can't do that now, but there will come a time in the future when I can do that. Now, simultaneous with the emergence of the prophesied world government is going to be the birth of a global religious system. Interfaithism, as it's already being called, is going to be a union of Catholicism, Protestantism, every religion under the leadership of the Pope at that time. And that religious union is going to be founded on the belief that, hey, Jews, Muslims, Christians, they all worship the same God. Yeah. But they just call him by different names. Wow. And that's very important today because it's okay, it's politically correct to say God, but it's not politically correct in many circles to say Jesus. Okay? And to say, I serve Jesus because, hey, that singles you out. Let's just call him God. That's more politically correct. I love and serve Jesus. Who died for you on the cross? 
Jesus, right? So, you got to know who you serve in the end time. Interfaithism will attempt to embrace all religions of the world as just one big um, religion that tolerates all. Hey, you know, it does not that we don't love everybody, but I cannot tell somebody who's worshiping a stone or the sun or the moon, hey, you're going to make it to heaven. I can't do that because that's why you need to have a working knowledge of the word of God. Everything I tell somebody has to line up with the word of God. And scripture's clear that this religious union will be led by whoever the Pope is at the time of the Antichrist. He's going to fill the prophesied role of the false prophet. Now, by the midway point of that final seven-year period, we're not there yet, but we're approaching it very quickly. This world government led by the Antichrist and the whole world religion, Revelation um, it's in Revelation 13, the world government, world religion. They're going to be headed by the false prophets. Revelation 13 exposes all of this. And they'll have control over the majority of the world's population. Not everybody, but the majority of the world's population. When the final seven years begins, Revelation 11:2 states that the Temple Mount in Jerusalem is going to be placed under a sharing arrangement between Jews and Muslims. The Jewish people will be allowed to build their third temple. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, 4, and Revelation 11, 1 and 2, on the Temple Mount. Now, Jonathan S. Tobin, he's the editor-in-chief of the Jewish News Syndicate in Israel. He just published an article. I think it was in today's news, I found it. Israel should share its... No, no. I found it. I looked it up today. It was from a while back. He said Israel should share its Memorial Day when Muslims share... The Temple Mount. Well, I've got many articles about this, but when the Temple, as a matter of fact, I just found, found another one today. That's why I, didn't, I might go over it tomorrow. But when the Temple is completed, animal sacrifice is going to be resumed. Daniel 9.27, just as was done in the Old Testament. And the offering of the animal sacrifices in the Temple, they're going to quickly escalate into a world crisis. The animal rights activists are going to demand that the Antichrist Stop the slaughter of animals, and that dispute over the animal sacrifices, that's going to quickly lead to an event called the abomination of desolation. Once we reach the middle of this final seven-year period, many things, I mean, the prophetic fulfillments are, will rapidly increase, and many of these events will happen almost simultaneously. Um, the first one would be the stopping of the sacrifices at the abomination of desolation. Daniel 11.31 says that, and the and arms shall stand on his part, and they, the Antichrist and his partners, shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. So it appears that stopping the sacrifices and the abomination of desolation will occur either very close to each other or almost at the same time. Apparently, the Antichrist will explain that Hey, these sacrifices are no more needed because I'm the Messiah and God to all that have been looking for that. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.4 states that he will sit in the temple of God claiming to be God. And it says the um, in this passage, the Apostle Paul described this event as the revealing 
of the man of sin, the Antichrist. Now, whoever the Pope is at the time of the abomination of desolation, when the Antichrist is revealed, he will assume the role as the false prophet. He's going to be in complete alliance with the Antichrist. He's going to be the leader of the world religious system. He's going to perform miracles before the people of the world. That's Revelation uh, 13, 13 through 14. And through these miracles, I'm telling you, this is why it is very important that you have a working knowledge of the Bible in the end time. Because the Bible says through these miracles that he was able to perform, just because somebody can perform a miracle does not mean that it comes from God. Did you know that? Remember when Moses was trying uh, to, in at the exodus of Israel out of Egypt, he threw his staff down and it became a serpent. That was of God. But the, the magicians, they threw their staffs down and they became serpents as well. You remember? That was a satanic miracle. That was not a godly miracle. So you better have a working knowledge of the word of God and be able to, decipher between a godly miracle and a satanic miracle because through these miracles these false prophet will influence the world to pledge their allegiance to the antichrist about the same time with the abomination of desolation there's going to be a war in heaven the war in heaven has not taken place yet i know a lot of people believe and teach that but even in the book of job Satan, the Bible says, the sons of God appear before God to give an account, and Satan was with them. He had access to heaven at that point, and God said, hey, Satan, have you considered my servant Job? So Satan still has access to heaven today. Bible calls, he's accusing the brethren day and night. So halfway, three and a half years in, at the halfway point of the final seven years, there's going to be a war in heaven. That's Daniel um, 12, 1 and 12, 7 through 10. Michael and his archangels will defeat Satan and his angels and bind them to the earth. The Bible says, hey, rejoice you that are in heaven, but in verse 12, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the sea because Satan comes down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he hath but a short time. That's right. And this is the beginning of the three and one half years of great tribulation when Satan will persecute Israel the woman with 12 stars around her head in Revelation 12, and the true church of Jesus Christ, That's right. those that have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's all there in Revelation 12. Mm -hmm. The great tribulation is not the wrath of God. Now, I know that may mess with your theology a little bit, but there are no scriptures in the Bible that says the great tribulation is the wrath of God. Not one. I know it's taught as a traditional taught yes, or is. teaching, but the great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. The wrath of God is poured out in Revelation chapter 16 at the seven vials of the wrath of God. Wow. This is the same tribulation period that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24, 15 through 21. Once the abomination of desolation occurs, Jesus warned the Jews living in Judea to flee into the mountains. Mm. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no nor ever shall be. So this is why it's very important. We have a working knowledge of the Word of God. We understand the prophecies, and we know how to, to understand them for ourselves, number one, but then we can teach them to others, letting them know, hey, the God of heaven's coming back before they're very long to establish a kingdom. Let me show you 
how to be a part of that kingdom. It's called the gospel of the kingdom of God. I've been part of the end time kingdom. Amen. And I'm going to stop it right there, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Prophet to the Nation on the Miller's podcast. Man, that was a lot. I hope you guys can hear me. I've been having some trouble with um, the, the sound and everything, but I hope you guys could hear clear. Can you guys hear me? Somebody say in the chat, I can hear. If you want to call in, okay, if you want to call in and uh, just tell me what you think about what you heard tonight, it's a lot to process. It sounds like a movie, right? But this is really happening, really happening. It's going to happen. And it is time to get prepared. It's time to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's time to get things right with God in Jesus' mighty name. So if you want to call in, you hit the number one, and I accept the call. Somebody else wants to call in, you hit the number two in a numerical order. That's how that goes. One second. Praise God, brother. You there? Here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead and share with us. Thank you for tuning in and, and staying with us the whole time. No problem. Everything everything the man of God is saying is absolutely on point. It is all biblical truth. It is happening, whether we like it or not, whether we want to see it or not. It is it, The scriptures are revealing itself. Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> it, um, you sent me this invite because a few days ago, um, I was just sitting here and I was asking the Lord about some things. And right in the middle of my questions, I heard him clear as day, prepare my people for New Jerusalem. Wow. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. So he's not, his return is imminent, and the church is just playing games Games, right now. Yes. And he just put me in the book of Haggai. And basically in the book of Haggai, he's saying everybody's building their own kingdoms, but nobody's focusing on building the kingdom for New Jerusalem. Nobody's preparing the body for New Jerusalem. Mm. So everybody. And this, everybody's saying that, but nobody's saying what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That's right. Amen. The Scripture says in Psalm 127 and 1, unless Adonai builds the house, they labor in vain. Why are they laboring in vain? Because they're building their own houses. That's right. And you see it. It's all over. The Bible says heaven suffers violence, and the violence is taken by force. A lot of people in the church clap when they hear this, and I'm like, y'all don't understand that Scripture. He's saying that the kingdom is suffering violence and the violent. We are not the violent. Mm-hmm. The enemy and his camp are the violence. That's right. Why? Because they're taking it by force, and because nobody's on their posts. Mm-hmm. So all this other stuff that's going on, I don't want to hear nothing about it. If we ain't talking about New Jerusalem, I don't want to hear it because we need to get people prepared. But they, like the, the separation of the church and the bride is here. That's the right. Lord is preparing His bride. He said, "I'm purifying my bride. I'm purging my bride. Preparing my bride, and I will soon position my bride." It's happening and it's coming quickly, mm-hmm. quicker than we can. It's coming swiftly. Hallelujah. The hand coming down. The judgment is already here. That's right. Amen. We see the exposure that's going on right now in these churches as well. Like mm-hmm. you see some of these pastors who are like dropping like flies right now. They're being hospitalized. Why? Because they won't repent. That's right. And building their own kingdom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all about me, 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 me. I, I, I. Exactly. Nobody, I, I don't even hear people preach the kingdom anymore. It's all, you know, it's, it's all earthly now. It's like it's everything is sensual and demonic. Everybody, it's like it's like Crips and Bloods right now. It's like if you ain't vaccine or you don't vaccine or you like Baptist or Pentecostal. Wow. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like the Tower of Babel all over again. Yeah. Now, it's funny that you mentioned about the vaccine because I, I was going to 
the Spirit of the Lord gave me something to say about that, about the separation. If you're not vaxxed and I can't be around you, these are Christians saying that. I'm like, can you please give me a scripture to back that up? You know what I mean? We're supposed to love one another, and you allowed a vaccine to separate us. You know what I mean? And um, exactly. I mean, it's just their mind, the way the body of Christ and some of our mindset is just not in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And we're just, and they can't see it. You try to draw them in, like come back, come on. You know what I mean? Come back here. Let me let me help you get this straight. And but. It, 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 there's, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, and we just need to focus on what we need to focus on. That's what was said tonight. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Praise God. I thank Absolutely. you for sharing. And um, this brother here, you guys that you're listening to, this is a real man of God. God deals with him in a powerful way. He has some strong, deep revelations, and I know God is speaking. I've been speaking with him. I've been following him. We've been friends. Um, through Facebook um, for a very long time, so you're in good company, everyone that's listening. And anything else you would like to share um, with us tonight? Um, just be obedient to what the Spirit is saying to you. Like, don't worry about what man says, what your family says, what the church say, what the pastor say. Follow the Spirit. He said the Spirit will lead you into all truth, not some truth, not a little truth, not half truth, but all truth. All truth. The Spirit is leading back into, into the resurrection of Christ. And as we resurrect in Christ, he's leading us back to the Father. That's, That's right. what's happening. That's right. That's what's happening. He's leading us back to the Father. Amen. You hear me? All I can stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah, I love when you said that. That's some truth right there. Amen. <laughs> stay ready so we don't have to get ready. I know that's right. That need to be a t-shirt and everything. That would minister. Oh, I'm already working. <laughs> that would minister. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you for calling in. Um, and I would love for you to come back. I know we've been talking about it whenever God's time and whenever you feel led that you would come in and uh, share with the people of God. This podcast is heard all around the world. So that's one a blessing that we'll be able to be on here and share the gospel and lift one another up and whatever God has us to do for the platform. Absolutely. The, the podcast is here. Y'all know I support one another. It's not about us anyway. It's about Jesus Christ, you know? Hallelujah. Amen. So thank you for calling in. Um, anybody else want to call in at this time, you, you may do so. If not, we got one more. I got a salvation prayer here that I, uh, that I play before we close out. I thank you, and for those that came in late, please, please share this with all your friends and family. Tag them. Tag them, share, inbox it, and go back and listen to it and get it in the spirit. Amen. This is the best teaching that I've ever heard on Revelation and the end times. I don't know how, how you feel about it, but it was the best. And he, I thank God for his ministry. He really broke that down. So at this time, if anybody else, uh, thank you for tuning in, Sister Jamie. If anybody else wanted to call in, you can do so. You can hit number one before we go. I don't want to. I don't want to close, um, and you not have a chance to call in. Um, you can hit number one. Don't be shy. They're here. Number one, number two. All lines are open. I have seven lines open at this time. If you want to call in, if not. I got one more thing to uh, allow you guys to hear. If you enjoyed it, please, guys, I need you to like the show. should be on your bottom right or your bottom 
um, bottom right or your top right where you can like the show, hit the hearts, and also leave a comment. Um, it just helps me move up, uh, move up in the uh, podcast world, so to speak, so people will be able to find the show. Thank you, sis. I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you again for all those who donated to the young man who needed shoes and clothes um, that's a college student. Hopefully one day in due time he would come and share his story. But I'm telling you guys, really blessed his life. You really made a big difference in his life. And just know when you're in prayer, please pray for him. Um, Just say the young man that's a college, God knows the rest, God knows the story. But it is heartbreaking, but I know it's God's purpose. It has a purpose um, of why he's here and where he comes from. He has no family here. He's a long way from home. And the story of how he got here, it will just blow your mind. Just know that God is doing something in his life. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Stay with me one second here. One second. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Miller. I'm Prophetess Autumn Miller's husband. And I just wanted to take a short minute here and ask if there's anybody out there that does not know Jesus Christ and who he is and would like to get to know him and have a personal relationship. I would just ask you, if you would, wherever you're at right now, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and have broken your laws. I understand that my sin has separated me from you. I am sorry, and I ask you to forgive me. I accept the fact that your son, Jesus Christ, died for me and was resurrected and is alive today. And here's my prayers. I now know my heart's open door, and I invite Jesus in to become my Lord and Savior. I give him control, and I ask that he would rule and reign in my heart so that his perfect will would be accomplished in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Congratulations. If you prayed this prayer in all sincerity, you are now a child of God. That's right. You roll with God in the kingdom. However, there's still a few more steps that you need to do to follow up your commitment. That would be get baptized in full immersion in water as commanded by Christ. Tell someone else about your new faith in Christ. Spend time with God each and every day. Prayer and in the reading of the Bible, his word. Amen. You all have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, You guys can also find us on Crosstalk Outreach Ministries on Facebook. And that is Crosstalk Outreach Ministries on Facebook, guys, on Facebook. So please check us out there. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Those who should believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Choose Jesus. This is Baby J. Have a nice day. All right. God bless you guys. I love you all. And please share and leave the comment below.